Welcome to your first job at Hal Hoagie's Sub Shop. We welcome you as part of our family. Now, as a family, we have a couple of family rules. Let's take a look at a couple of scenarios so you can learn our way of doing it here at Hal Hoagie's Sub Shop. Now, I'm Mike, the manager here at Hal Hoagie Subs, and rule number one, if they order a 6-inch or 12-inch, we must take the ruler out and make sure that it is 6 or 12 inches. Every inch we gain or lose is money in our pockets or out of our pockets, and we don't want that. Way to go, Mike. We value prices, and we value stewarding our resources very good at How Hoagie's Sub Shop. Let's talk about teamwork. That's number two. So here at How Hoagie Subs, we're all about team. There is no I in team, so there definitely better not be an individual in you. Every member at How Hoagie Subs needs to be cross-trained in every section of the restaurant because cheap labor is cheap labor. I mean, pretty much what we need from you is we need you to float around for $7.25 an hour. So here's what we're going to do. We need you to be a part of the team. We need you to be here, there, and everywhere, wherever we tell you to be. That's right, Mike. Man, I wish I got to work under a great manager like Mike. He's always making sure that Hal Hoagie Sub Shop is making us like a family. Now, Mike, before we wrap up, please tell our new employees, I'm sorry, our new family members, the last piece of advice. So number three, that's every time you're near the cash register, sometimes it's okay to make a pocket transaction or slip a five or a ten, you know, whenever a customer's been a little difficult. Now hold on, Mike. We here at How Hoagie Sub Shops don't steal from family members. Thank you for watching, and we welcome you as part of our How Hoagie Sub Shop family. Hi, I'm Chris. Hi, I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Well, buddy, have you ever sat through one of those horrible training videos where it's like overly cheesy and they haven't updated it since 1996? Too many times. I'm actually going to throw the city of Lubbock under the bus. Whenever I was starting at the airport job there, you have to take this class to get a badge. And I'm not sure how true this is, but as of about 10 years ago, they were using a video from the 80s um, to train you on how to do things around there. And everybody had the all 80s mustaches it was great that's great man i mean you gotta update the videos you gotta make them relevant but i mean it is what it is but hey welcome back to the donut box podcast we welcome all of our listeners and ogs man we are on episode 94 total we are on season two episode 42 but it's been a great ride man and we're slowly creeping up on 100 and we can't wait for that but in the meantime we want to thank our listeners uh, international from Australia, Ireland, uh, Singapore, the Middle East, um, of course, in the UK, in Brussels, Belgium. Where else do we got people listening? Oh, man. Did you say Singapore already? I did say Singapore. Well, we're going to repeat it. Singapore. Um, I'll tell you what. Here in the United States, we got the East Coast, the West Coast, the North and the South. I'm just going to throw y'all in because guess what? We got listeners pretty much everywhere in all directions. It is true, but we're ready to have a great show. It's going to be great. I'm excited for it. So let's hop into our old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. Now, in Season 1, Episode 8, 
we talk about how I helped Micah. I was a good friend to him. He was put in a um, precarious situation or a kind of a sketchy situation with uh, a, a girl from our church, and I came through and was a good friend for him. Micah did return the favor. I said she had the Jezebel spirit. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but Micah returned the favor, and he was a good friend to me. Um, un- unintentionally, Micah ended up being a third wheel on one of my dates. Um, and this was probably, I think, when I was a sophomore or junior in high school. And Micah ended up third wheeling on one of my dates. It wasn't intentional. It just kind of happened that way. So um, there was this girl in that I liked. Can I, na- can I name like, her? Can I, can I do the fake name? We can. We can. Do you want to say the fake name? I thought you were gonna say a real name. No, I was you can gonna, name her. Uh, okay, I was gonna call her Dina Caliente. That's a very uh, interesting choice of names. Uh, but Dina, um, me and Dina had this thing on again, off again since middle school, and I don't know what happened. It was like literally we would, you know, like have a flirtatious thing, and then like by the end of the school year, it just kind of dropped off. Most of the time, she ghosted me. Well. This was during that time where it was almost getting towards the end of the year. So we, we know old Dina, old Faithful, was getting ready to ghost me. Um, but there was this event at my school. I went to a fine arts school, um, and they were very big about putting on big productions uh, every two years. And so they were putting on the rendition of Disney's Beauty and the Beast. And uh, I wanted to go, and I asked Dina. I said, hey, Dina. I said, do you want to go with me? And she was like, uh, yeah, sure. But then she backed out, right? So I'd already bought the tickets, right? And I was like, man, I'm not going to just let this money go to waste. And I was like, hey, man, uh, I was like, do you want to come see this production at, at school? And looking back on it, I was like, Michael was a real friend for being a trooper for going to see uh, Beauty and the Beast Hey, it, at a fine art school. It's okay. Uh, I'm not going to lie. They, they put on some good productions. I watched some other um, just sidetracking. Went to your school a few other times for some other plays. And I think there was like Cool the Musical. I think my favorite was there was a British comedy called Noises Off. That one was really, really funny. Yeah, that one was pretty funny. That one was like the storyline of Noises Off. It's a play within a play, and it's pretty funny. Uh, it's a British play. Uh, but yeah, so we, we're going to go see Beauty and the Beast. Our school was notorious for like having the best theater program in the state. So we knew it was going to be a pr- big production, and it was going to be good. Um, and so like literally like two days before, um, we were supposed to go see the show. Dina is like, Hey, I can go see the show with you now. Like, are we still on? And I was like, bro, you told me that you are out. Like, I, I don't know. So me being at the time, instead of being like, Oh no, sorry. Your ticket is being used. I was like, yeah, sure. Because what had happened was I bought like tickets close up, but then I had to buy another ticket. So that put us like a little bit further back. And so I just remember uh, sitting there watching it, uh, and Micah was just kind of third wheeling, and like he was just kind of hanging out. And it got over, like not late, but like probably around nine, ten o'clock. Would you say? Yeah, yeah. It was definitely after dark. It was late for late for high schoolers, I guess. Like pushing curfew a little bit. I was driving at the time, and I think I had my Buick. I, yeah, I did, and I was a junior. But whose idea was it? Was it to go to the International House of Pancakes, aka IHOP? Whose idea was that? It was Dina Caliente, Miss Caliente herself. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna drop the fake name. Um, it. 
Her last name was actually Fuentes. <laughs> that's why I think Caliente was. You funny. could say the last name. Yeah, that's why I said. That's why I said her last name. Or you could say the full name. So, but yeah. So Miss Fuentes was like, "Yeah, let's go to the IHOP." And listen, I'll just put it to you this way: in Augusta, Georgia, and especially this IHOP. If you've ever been to this IHOP over in Richmond County, where is that IHOP? You would you say? It's over there on Washington Road, so it's not like in the sketchy part, but it's like five minutes from downtown. So there's like a lot of like homeless people and stuff. It wasn't a sketchy IHOP, but once it started getting dark, it started getting sketchy. Um, but I just remember being like, oh, yeah, because I had to give you a ride home. And I think I had to give her a ride home, so I think that's how you came to the IHOP with us. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was kind of, I was kind of stuck with. I wouldn't say like stuck with you, but you had to, you know, you had to drop me off, and uh, I think she had to be either home at a certain time or something, and so we had to drop her off first. All I remember is we went to the IHOP, and she went on and on and on and on, but she ordered, she ordered, uh, you know what? I'll let you say it. What did she order at the IHOP? Okay, so it wasn't an alcoholic drink, but it was like a fruity drink, and like the expectation. Yeah, the expectation (laughs) at this. I guess it was a date that I was gonna like pay for it and everything, but the drink was like five bucks, like by itself, and it's like to a seventeen-year-old kid who doesn't have much money, like, and you're paying for three people instead of just one person. I'm like, bro. You got the fruity drink? Why'd you get? Why'd you order a five dollar drink? This was like 2011, 2012, something like that. So, or even even before that, and so prices were a lot different. I'm saying, like when he when he said you ordered the, because I mean even for three people it probably would have been, you know, probably twenty five thirty with tip right back in those days. Would you say so? When he's talking about five dollars just for a drink, shoot, that was that's nuts. I just remember we went on and on about that. We were just like, how much would that drink? And the drink was, like, not re- bottomless. So, like, once you drink it, like, you're done. So it's, like, $5 a pop. I don't know if she got two of those. I think she got one for sure. I remember the one. But I remember, like, giving a look to Micah. And, like, me and Micah can look at each other and already know what the other person is thinking without saying anything. <laughs> and we both looked at each other. I was like, oh, okay. But an- tell them about the sketchy part of why the IHOP started getting sketchy after dark so as so as the night started going on we started noticing um a bunch of ladies of the night with a bunch of their their guys as well and it was like that and i don't know the crowd definitely changed it was like i think we saw a drug deal happen in the parking lot we did and i remember <laughs> like, like a couple of the them. cops started it coming like, in it got real crazy like the cops started coming in because i guess they were gonna eat and i remember them like looking around and they're just being like this real tension between like the workers of the night and the police officers and we were like yeah um check please <laughs> that's what we were like check please and then we were like all right let's book it out of here yeah, because it was real awkward. And like Chris said, once you once you got out the door, there was a lot of homeless people around too. So it was like you want to get to your car rather quick. Because I mean, all I remember about that IHOP was the parking lot was dark too. I don't think they had any lights in the parking lot. Micah was definitely a good friend for tagging along. I mean, he kind of had no choice, but he still he was a good sport about it. And uh, I mean, he got a free meal out of it, so I guess it wasn't that bad. Oh yeah, no, I was. Free free meal and I got a free show out of the deal, 
and um, I got to make things awkward as third wheels normally do. And uh, do you, you know? Because my memory is <laughs> a little fuzzy, but do you remember like her feelings towards it all? She was just kind of cool with it, or like I think she was cool with it. I don't remember. Oh yeah, she was cool with it. I mean, she we we just hung out. I mean, she definitely flirted with you a ton. And I remember um, whenever you got to the got to the house, um, it was like she let you walk her up to the door. Yeah, she did. She did. Uh, I don't know so, what it was, man, but uh, you know, sadly, uh, Dina Fuentes is no longer with us. May she rest in peace. But uh, you know, it w- it was a great time. Michael was a champ for it. I guess I think this was after the truck incident, or it might have been around the same time as the truck incident. It might have been. It could have been around the same time. I mean, I don't know, man. I'll be honest. I used to remember that stuff a lot better. It all kind of runs together now. (laughs) Yeah, so as much as you guys may want to give Micah crap for being like, oh, you put your friend in the back of the truck and made him ride in the freezing cold, uh, it it all evened out. So it was all good. You know, we were friends. It It was a good time. It was a good memory for me, for sure. But yeah, I just remember being like, oh yeah, Micah third wheeled. And uh, this girl ordered a $5 drink when, let me put this in perspective for you. Refillable drinks at the time was probably like a dollar, maybe a dollar twenty-five, maybe a dollar thirty-five. So now they're like two ninety-nine. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Don't even get me started on how expensive everything is. But it was a good time, so thanks for being a good friend. Uh, are you ready to hop on to the next segment? All right, the next segment is the Jelly Donut, and it that is our jail report. All right, so this first one, uh, we have talked a lot on this podcast about people using interesting things to assault people. I think we've talked about hot sauce, a lady on our first episode about the lady that shoved hot sauce down her kid's throat. We talked about uh, the lady who assaulted her husband with butter. Um, And I think somebody got arrested for shooting somebody in the face with a water gun. Do you remember that one? I definitely remember that one, yeah. So this one, uh, this lady got arrested for hitting her boyfriend with a whole rotisserie chicken. <laughs> okay. So she took, uh, this lady got really violent. Uh, she was spitting on her boyfriend and hitting him. And once they got home, she used a whole rotisserie chicken as a weapon and hit him in the back of the head. Uh, it was an entire chicken. It wasn't like a drumstick or anything. Uh, but the grossest part was the boyfriend had chicken residue in his hair when the cops got there, giving evidence to the fact that he was, in fact, hit with a chicken. So I think it was like one of those raw chickens that you buy at the store. It wasn't already cooked. You don't think it was already cooked? You don't think it was one of those that you can cook or that's like pre-cooked? And, you know, those things could be kind of juicy and greasy, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, she like hit him with the whole rotisserie chicken, man. Like that is <laughs> crazy. that is like they say alcohol wasn't involved, but like it might have been at that point. You never know. Like, uh, what about drugs? I don't know. Something was involved. It's just like listen, maybe um, either that, or, either that, or you got to go to anger management, lady, because uh, hitting people with rotisserie chickens. That ain't I'm right. telling you, there are some some people that they are that crazy that like if they snap, man, like they are they're vindictive like they'd be the ones to be like taking like just one battery out of your remote like (laughs) they are that petty (laughs) you know what i mean um all right 
this next one, this lady got angry because her local plow driver for like snow and stuff hadn't shoveled the sidewalk. In the plow driver's defense, I'm not sure that it was his job to shovel the sidewalk, but maybe she was confused. I think he was like just kind of cleaning the street, you know, just plowing the snow. Um, nevertheless, this lady... Sorry, how could he get up on the sidewalk? I mean, you've seen them snow plows. It's not like they have, like, little side booms to where they can clean up the sidewalk, too. You know, I think it's only the street. Uh, I don't see how you could get up on the sidewalk and one of those things, but go ahead. Yep, exactly. Um, and so, this lady was so mad about it that she reportedly yelled at the plow driver and then came out wielding a brass curtain rod, and she, uh, she hit him in the head, and with this brass curtain rod and so apparently she was in her 60s and this is not the first time that the police has called has been called on her so i mean i don't know what's going on there it kind of sounds like a karen situation i'm not sure i'm I'm saying people there's a lot more karen situations happening but i'm just saying a brass curtain rod i i'll tell you this every time i move i look at some curtain rods especially the real thick ones and i'm like man this is a weapon especially some with like the little decorative metal things on the end it's like man it's like a like a mace yeah it's wild man all right just two more all right this happened in england um this guy his name is wayne he successfully evaded authorities for nearly a year after he committed A million dollars in fraud. I don't know how he did it. It doesn't say what happened. Um, So they were looking for him. But guess how they found him? How they find him? They found him. Apparently, he signed up for a dating app. And apparently, on Match.com. And somehow, the police found him on the dating app. I don't know how they found him on the dating app. Maybe they, like, put out a, hey, this guy is wanted. And then somebody that maybe had seen him on the dating app you know, uh, reported him. I don't know, but that's how they found him. I guess he was kind of feeling lonely and wanted to spend all that money with somebody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's all that money if you can't spend it with somebody, right? And so he's got to find his special somebody. And fortunately, he found Cell Block D. Yep, exactly. Oh, he's going to find somebody. He will find somebody in Cell Block D. Probably not who he wants. (laughs) Yeah, all right, so this guy got arrested because he made a human hamster wheel. Um, It was like a, I guess, a hydropod is what it was called. And this happened in Florida. And this guy tried to uh, cross the Atlantic Ocean on this contraption. And it literally looks like a human hamster wheel. Um, The Coast Guard rescued and then arrested him for the stunt. Uh, The reason why they arrested him was apparently when they investigated it, like, he had knives and stuff and was, like, threatening to, like, hurt them and stuff. But this man was trying to cross the Atlantic Ocean in his homemade hamster pod. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's out there. Um, I was, that's why I was curious of why he got arrested. I was like, is it illegal to build your own, you know, hamster pod and go across the ocean? I mean, I figure there's international laws and you'd probably, you know, they'd be mad you didn't bring your passport and all sorts of stuff like that. But... I didn't know about arresting, but it makes sense if you roll up on the guy and he's like, don't come no closer, I'll stab you. Yeah, I mean, like, they said that, like, he he had tried to get somewhat far, but he didn't get too far, and the Coast Guard picked him up, and then he got combative with him, so that's why he got arrested uh, for that. People are crazy, man. I mean, I would expect no less from a Florida person. We love you, Florida, but, bro, they be be wiling out. 
Yes, they do. I don't know if it's the humidity or what. I'll tell you this much. Um, he probably would have. I mean, if they wouldn't have picked him up, he would have died out there yes, probably. Yes, he would have. Yes, he would have. But, yeah, those are uh, those are our jail reports. Uh, which one was the most interesting for you? Definitely, definitely Hamster Boy going across the good old Atlantic. Yep, exactly. Well, trying to at least because – Jeez. Crazy. All right, this next one uh, is – oh, sorry. That's the last one. My bad. We're going to move into our next segment, which is the Donut Hole. And usually, we like to play some games, some trivia games. So I have a trivia game for you. Um, last week, I went to uh, a Comic-Con in Austin, Texas, and I got to meet the Boy Meets World cast, and I've been listening to their podcast, and it's inspired me to do a 90s sitcom TV trivia. And don't worry, I'm pretty sure you know almost all of the shows that I'm asking you about. So, uh, so yeah, are you ready to see your 90s sitcom TV trivia? Let's do it. I hope I'm, I hope I'm good at it. Alright, this one might be a little difficult, but we're gonna see what you can do. Alright, ABC slash Disney made several TV sitcoms in the 90s, which is not one of these sitcoms that Disney made. Okay? A- Full House, B Home Improvement, C Fresh Prince of Bel Air, or D Boy Meets World. One of the last two. I'm gonna go with Boy Meets World. It is actually Fresh Prince, Full House, Home Improvement, ah. and Boy Meets World were all made by ABC I, I, Disney. They all kind of have the same look if you kind of watch them. All. They they do they do. Yeah, I knew it was one of the back two for sure because I, I definitely knew the first two were ABC products. That's for sure. Well, uh, you love Seinfeld. I know you love that show. I'm not crazy about it, but myself. But uh, you might get this one. Um, which Seinfeld character is based on the creator Larry David? He's the guy that created Seinfeld with, I guess, the help of Jerry Seinfeld. Which Seinfeld character was based on its creator Larry David? A. Kramer, B. Jerry Seinfeld, C. George Costanza, or D. Newman? It was uh, A. Kramer, right? <laughs> George Costanza. Well, oh yeah, 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 because Kramer was actually his neighbor in real life, or they modeled him after a neighbor in real life. Wow, I'm 0 for 2. Yeah, you gotta think. You gotta think about the creator, not yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. You gotta well, think about the creator. Yeah. All right. Larry David's pretty, pretty out there. He's he's pretty funny though. All right. All right. In the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Which TV character gets replaced in the middle of the series? Like, they switch actors. A, Ashley, B, Jeffrey, C, Uncle Phil, or D, Aunt Viv? It's Aunt Viv. They switched They switched them up on us. I actually like the first Aunt Viv better than I like the second one. That's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, which Aunt Viv do you like better? Do you like the first one or the second one? See, my thing is, like, if you don't switch actresses in the middle of the series... Please, like, make them look similar to each other, because, like, they made them look nothing alike. But my thing is, like, they switched, like, pretty late in the game, and I'm like, at that point, why don't you just write the character off? Like, why don't you just, like, maybe she gone, went to Europe, or, I don't know, just, maybe they got a divorce. I don't know, write the, <laughs> write the character off somehow. Don't replace it. Divorced, or, like, I mean, do the classic, do the classic move of, oh, she died. Uncle Phil gets remarried. Which TV sitcom had an original guest character take over and become the star of the entire series? A. Family Matters, B. Home Improvement, C. Fresh Prince, or D. Friends? 
Family Matters. Yeah, do you know which character it was? Steve Urkel. Yep, Steve Urkel was just cast to be in one episode, and then everybody loved him so much that he became the star, and the show revolved around Steve. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that pretty crazy? Because, I mean, you think about that show, that's pretty much who you think about it. Steve Urkel and that goofy character. I will say the first season is, like, pretty boring. Like, without Steve Urkel, like, the series is pretty boring. Gotta, gotta add some spice. It was just a typical sitcom during that time, you know? I, I don't know. Now, I have to ask you this. Are you Team Laura or are you Team Myra? Do you think he should have ended up with Myra or were you happy that he ended up with Laura? I don't know, man. I'm still... He should have ended up with Myra, in my opinion. But that's just me. Yeah, though. bro, she was down for him. I know, like, right? She was, she was like... She was like quirky. She got him. She appreciated him. Like, she was down for him. Like, he should have ended up with her. I really think he should Yeah, Laura was kind of a bad. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> which which sitcom had the most seasons on TV in the 90s? Uh, so which one, I guess, ran the longest, I should say? A, Seinfeld, B, King of Queens, C, Everybody Loves Raymond, or D, Friends? I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Friends. Did they last long? They did last longest. They went 10 seasons in Seinfeld, and King of Queens only went 9 seasons. Man, I'll tell you this much, though. By the end of Friends, like, I'm, I'm not a big, like, fan of Friends. I don't know. Like, for me, it's it's okay, but it's not something that I want to binge watch. I know a lot of people, a lot of people that would want to binge watch it. Um, we even know somebody that did a Bachelorette party that was Friends-themed. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I've never gotten it. I've never understood it. I've never gotten the humor. I've just never got it. Yeah, and so... For me, um, by the time they were done, each character was making so much money. They were making over a million dollars an episode. I was like, jeez. That's, I mean, it was beyond popular. It's crazy. What is the last name of the family in the TV show Roseanne? A, Taylor, B, Matthews, C, Morris, or B, Connor? It's uh, kind of the kind of family. That is correct. That is correct. Uh, Morris is from Saved by the Bale, Taylor is from Home Improvement, and Matthews is from Boy Meets World. Next one. Which TV sitcom did not replace one of its main characters midway through the series? Did not. A, Family Matters, B, Saved by the Bell, C, Boy Meets World, or D, Fresh Prince? Wasn't it Saved by the Bell? They never replaced the characters. No, they did. They did. Never mind, they did. They did Saved by the Bell? Well, they were... They replaced Jesse, but I guess she wasn't a main character. No, it's Saved by the Bell. Well, no, she just went away. It she is just Saved went by the away. Bell. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesse just left. She didn't. Well, what I mean, what I meant is like, what I meant is like, they switched actors to play the same role. Yeah, because Family Matters, they replaced the mom. Fresh Prince, they replaced the mom. And then Boy Meets World, they replaced the sister. Like, probably like season two or something. And this one is like, this is a softball question for you. You should get this one right. The Olsen twins got their start on which TV show? A, Step by Step, B, Family Matters, C, Step by Step again, or D, Full House. <laughs> I accidentally put Step by Step in there. It's, uh, it's Full House. Good. If you would have picked Step by Step, I would have been like, oh, man. <laughs> you baited me into Step by Step. I'm putting it on there twice. Now, it was, uh, it was Full House. Have you ever seen Step by Step? No, I haven't, actually. I just know the main title goes Step by Step, Day by Day. <laughs> All right, uh, let me see what we got here. We got two more. 
the character the character Steve Urkel made a cameo appearance on another TV series. What was it? A Fresh Prince, B Full House, C Home Improvement, or D Seinfeld? It was Fresh Prince. No, it was actually Full House. Was it? Yeah, it was actually in Full House, man. Could you imagine Steve Urkel on Seinfeld though? That'd be an interesting cameo. And I think you might get this one too. Jerry Stiller, who played Arthur Spooner on King of Queens, played a character in another TV sitcom. What was it? A, Boy Meets World, B, Saved by the Bell, C, Seinfeld, or D, Roseanne? Oh, it was Seinfeld. It was George Costanza's dad. Yep, exactly. I lo- Which Costanza. do you like better, Arthur Spooner or Frank Costanza? Oh, man, they both have their, their own. It's Arthur Spooner. I don't know. And I'll tell you why. So Chris and I used to live uh, with my grandfather, or he like he lived in the same house with us. And I don't know, watching that man, like watching uh, the Arthur Spooner character, it reminds me of living with him. Like I don't, I don't know. It just it's it's pretty spot on of what it's like living with the with an old guy who's out there. Is uh, is Seinfeld your favorite 90s sitcom? No, you know, I used to like Seinfeld a lot. Now I can't really watch it. It's kind of just, it's okay. It kind of, I don't know, it kind of wears on me after a while. So it's not as it's not as great as it used to be, I guess. Um, I'm trying to think what would be my, like Fresh Prince is up there. Um, I used to like the Cosby show before all that stuff happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Cosby show was like good, but it was a little slow pace for me. It was yeah. just a little too slow, slow pace for me. Here's and one. Like, it like, it never, ch- like it was always in the house. Like it, the scenes never changed. It was always in the living room or in the kitchen. Like it never changed for me. So I think that's why it was slow pace. For me. Do here's my question. Nobody's ever pointed this out, but is it bad that Bill Cosby's, you know, you know, old <laughs> Huxtable there. He uh he was an OBGYN <laughs> in the show. Yeah, I guess uh I guess no one has really maybe put the pieces together. It was a setup from the start. It was a setup. It was a setup. But yeah, um I I'm gonna leave it on this last note. I would say probably my least favorite '90s show is Frasier. Oh yeah, that's a horrible show. I I forget about that. One. I don't understand why people like that show. Like if you like that show, okay. But man, it, it's boring. Like I know it's supposed to be a spinoff from uh, from Cheers. Yeah, it's, but man, it's wild, man. I guess to each their own. Uh, mine is definitely Boy Meets World, uh, Fresh Prince, Saved by the Bell. Uh, I'm I'm all right with Full House, but I'm not like crazy about it. Uh, I used to really love Home Improvement, but not so much anymore. Uh, it's okay. Like it. Yeah, same here. Like watching it now, I'm kind of just like okay, it's not as. I don't know. It's not as great as it used to be. We're going to move into our next segment, which is what fries my donuts. And Micah, what fries your donuts? People that run their mouth, but don't back it up. I'm just going to say it right now. Shut your darn mouth, as Tony would say. I'm just saying right now, there are so many people on this planet that will flap them gums, but not back it up. You know what I'm talking about, Chris. It's a very basic principle. I'm not even going to dive into it too much because there's plenty of examples of it. I just want to. I just want to say, what is provoking this? What is stirring this up? <laughs> what is stirring this up? Well, you know, there's there's plenty of things. So as a lot of it stems, right? A lot of things happen at our workplaces. 
So, uh, you know, one of the spots where it's stirring up at is you have these people, and they'll open their mouth, and they'll start talking, and they'll start ruining things, you know? Uh, like, for instance, I had this really good thing going. I had this good, really good rapport with this certain group of people, and everything was going well, and we were working together. As long as we keep this other co-worker out of it, and i tell you why. So this group of people that I'm working with, I don't know. They don't, they demand perfection. And even if you're not perfect, as long as you're, you know, you sound competent and sound like you know what you're doing, they're okay with it. This particular person that I'm talking about, she doesn't sound like that. And she also will say things that'll just put a foot in the mouth and really just ruin things for the rest of us. And, um... Yeah, so like prime example, today we were on a whole thing with a you know this group of people, and you know, what did she say? She says, "Yeah, well, I had a I had three class B misdemeanors when I was sixteen. She starts talking about how she had misdemeanors when she was sixteen. Oh, uh, she's like oversharing. Yeah, extremely oversharing. But a lot of the time, it's when she feels like she's not relevant. Now, that's just one example, right? And it just, it aggravates me because you're sitting here going, girl, like this is not the time nor the place, right? This is not the time nor the place. But something else, you know, I, I'm talking about just generally throughout anything. You know, I've heard a lot of people speak a lot of change and say, you know, I'm going to change. I mean, it can even go up to the largest levels of politics, right? I mean, pretty much our whole lives, we've been hearing promises of things anew, and they'd be running their mouth. But when they get elected, what actually happens? You know what I mean? What actually happens? What 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 actually is the truth? What actually do we get from it? You know, I'm it's it's a very broad thing that I'm talking about, but I just can't stand it when people will say things and they can't back it up and the. The whole example about the work thing with that one gal, where she couldn't back it up was she's also the kind of person that's like trying to teach you how to be a professional on the side. And I think that's what is bothering me about that certain situation. Have you ever met those kind of people where they're like, in this situation, you need to be like this and that and this and that. And you're going, I think you need to learn those lessons yourself. I don't oh, think that yeah. I don't it's think like, that you need to be telling me because then we get into meetings and you're talking about how you had misdemeanors and you know it really set us back. It really set us back because these people contacted me after and go, really? I mean, why is she talking to this uh, to us about this during a professional meeting? That doesn't give us confidence. They were not happy about it at all, you know, and so she's not backing up what she's saying because she's always talking about leadership and values and you know how to do this and that but then when it comes time she just lays an egg like i mean it's terrible yeah uh you know what i say the loudest in the room is the weakest in the room man if you feel like you got to talk to puff yourself up and i mean i've said this uh million times the game is sold not told and like donald trump's i know i quoted donald trump last week i promise i'm not like a huge donald trump fan but you know what he said? He was like, all talk, no action. <laughs> and that's true, man. I don't like people like that. They're like, all, ta all talk, no action. But you can talk a big game, bro. But if you're not, like, backing it up or you're not following, practicing what you're preaching, then uh, then it's just not good, man. Like, 
actions speak louder than words. All those cliches. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it just it just aggravates me because uh, you know, like I said, that's just one example, but we see it all the time. We see it all the time where people will talk a really big game, like you said, but then when it comes down to it, they just don't. They don't do anything. They don't do anything. I found that the less you talk the more people the more that people will listen to you when you do talk because they're like oh yeah that guy doesn't say any a whole lot but when he does say stuff like it's actually meaningful and it's actually purposeful and i actually get a lot of what what he's saying so just make sure that what you're saying is like has meaning to it you know i'm not saying you have to think about every conversation put meaning to it but at the same time man like you know don't don't just be Yakking them gums, bumping them gums just to bump them. All right, here we go. This ain't the eclair, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Um, pretty much, I've had a lot of experience with this. I, Chris will tell you, I've actually calmed down a ton. I used to be a big talker. Like, I used to talk all the time. And um, I wouldn't say I was the loudest in the room, but I definitely was going to be heard, I guess, is, is the best way to put it. And so, for me, I don't know. After a while, you just start realizing, like, the more you talk, the less you can listen. And the more that you can listen to other people, the more that you can relate to them. And the more that you can relate to them, the better relationships you're going to have um, overall. And, I mean, it's, it's true. And so my thing is, you know, whether it's a situation, whether it's relationships, whether it's whatever, you know, it's okay to talk. But at the same time, you want to make sure that you're listening enough to understand the needs of the people around you as well. That way you can back it up. <laughs> well, what you're what you're saying, you know? You weren't the loudest in the room, but you were in uh, how should I say this? An attention hoe? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, I get what you mean, man. And like Michael, uh, like if you guys knew Michael when he was a when he was a kid and a teenager, like night and day difference, man. Like he listens a lot. Like Michael still loves to talk, and like that's a good thing, you know. But he's like got a healthy balance of that now. He's not just like being like oh everybody look at me or making stuff up mikey used to make <laughs> stuff up just so people could listen to him he doesn't do that anymore though. nah man it's all about it's all about being an adult but you know it's all also i don't know where this come going but it's also about once you mature once you grow um you realize that you don't have to make things up that people want to listen to you for your interest and your hobbies and your likes um because I'll be honest with you, you know, there's there's a lot of hobbies. Um, here recently, I've had a bunch of friends, you know, I've got to share aviation with them, and they've never seen things like that. Take them by the airport, and, you know, it kind of blew my mind, like, oh, man, they actually want to do that. Why? Because they've heard me talk about it and it sounds so cool. And that just kind of mind blows you of, like, really? People actually want to see what you're talking about because it's interesting and things? Absolutely. Absolutely, they do. And so I think that's the biggest difference is understanding that, you know, nowadays it's people people like you for you. And if they don't, screw them. <laughs> exactly, man. Well, we're going to move into our next segment, which is the Mystery Donut. And that's our improv segment. And if improv. I'm correct, I think we're doing the randomizer. Is that right? The randomizer. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So do you want to do three different sections? So how the randomizer works is there are several different things we can select. Um, so we can do three random things to select, and it'll spit us out an improv scene. So what do you think, Chris? Yeah, let's do professions and then whatever other two you want to do. Let's do professions. So a lecturer... 
is the profession. A lecturer? <laughs> we just got we just got done talking about talking. <laughs> okay, we could we could change it. <laughs> we could change it. Let's change it. I promise that was not that was not on purpose. Okay, we might need to change this one too. I don't know if I want to be a shaman of any kind. Oh yeah, I don't want to be that either. Oh god, an HR officer. Oh yeah, let's do that one. I'm all down for that one, buddy. Okay, an H HR on a plane. Oh, okay. Who is troubled? Who is what? Troubled, like he's got the emotion of being oh, troubled. Oh, he's troubled. Okay. So I guess uh I tell you what, do we want to pick characters for the both of us? Like, do you want to be the HR guy who's troubled? No, we're both going to be HR guys. You both want to be H? We both yeah. want to be Toby Flinderson who's troubled? Yeah. So, I can start if you want. Alright, alright. Oh, man, I got a call. Oh, I got a call from corporate today. It's not good at all. It's not good at all. It looks like we're going to have to downsize again. Oh, buddy, I know how it's going. I know it seems tough. I... I... That is just on my plate. I know we just got back from this HR convention, and we're about to go home, but I just got a phone call that there has been some malfeasance, and apparently there's been some inappropriate uh, superior-to-employee uh, relations that I am going to have to deal with. I just I can't deal with all this paperwork right now. Title 9, not Title 9! Isn't that bankruptcy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Title 9 is, like sexual stuff anyways no that's bankruptcy title nine back no that's chapter seven all right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm pretty sure i'm right on the title all nine. right anyways. sorry we'll continue the scene i'll cut that part out sorry <laughs> i'll leave it in we can talk about title nine. oh man i'm telling you i'm telling you that's just gonna be so much paperwork and we're, we're gonna they're gonna try to sue us and we're just gonna try to they're gonna try to get severance package but the clearly states in our employee handbook that Managers cannot have relationships with employees. Now, I know what you do on your off time is fine, but you know what? We can't have that in the workplace. Now, I, I, I just, I just want to get on this plane and go home. That's all I want to do. I just, I don't know, man. It's, it's just being an HR rep. I just, I just don't like it because, you know, actually, no, I do like it. I like rules and regulations, but. I'll tell you this much, these people break them all the time, and it drives me crazy. All you have to do is follow Section 3, Letter B. That's it. That's all you have to do. You don't have to do any of this. I hear you, buddy. And speaking of regulations, I know that there are about five OSHA regulations that are being violated on this plane right now. That stewardess should not be standing on that without a proper ladder. Now, I know that it's hard to fit one on a plane, but she should not be reaching overhead and she should not be extending her arms more than five feet. They're just lucky. They're just lucky we don't work for this company because I'd be calling my local ombudsman and get them down here and tell them all about the malfeasances that are going on. Malfeasance for malfeasances' sake. And then with that, I think I'm just going to put in my earbuds and put on a podcast and listen to NPR. National Public Radio. Oh, man. Every time I listen to that, it always talks about war and warring tribes and i just i just can't take it i just can't take it because then i think about our company not, not not performing and then all of a sudden now i have to fire everybody it's gonna be on me i'm really sorry to be rude but can you shut your mouth because you're violating my safe space right now. i'm sorry i'm not i don't want to be sued that was our improv they're kind of anxious i hey i love hr people they're great but hr people they can 
they can be fuddy duddy sometimes, but they're needed. They are needed for sure. Uh, they can be. Everybody all needs one. HR because that's how you get paid. That's how you get paid, and you know if you have uh, if you have good HR department, if you have crap going on at work, they take care of that for you. Yeah, I was about to tell a story about bad HR, but I I will save that for another time. So let's move into something positive. We're gonna move into our last segment, which is our eclair, and that's our positive advice. And I believe it's your turn to go first. It is my turn. Okay. So, my eclair, and I know I've said this in one of the other episodes, at this point, you know, it's just really reaffirming some of the points that we've said before, I feel like. But, you know, it's okay to let some people go. Some people were just meant for a season, not for a lifetime. You know, there's very few people in life that are actually meant for the long haul with you. And so often, and, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it too, so often... We lose contact or we lose a relationship with somebody and we feel really bad and we go, oh man, you know, it was so great, you know, being with that person or hanging out with that person or being friends with that person or whatever capacity it was in. But then you start thinking about it and you think about maybe some of the changes that that person has made or just, you know, sometimes they were cool to hang out with at one point in life and now they're just not, you know, that stuff happens and it's okay. And it's okay to remember the times of like, man, we had a good time while it lasted. However, you know, like I said, there's very few that actually go the course with you and are there your entire life. If you're, if you have one or two, you're very lucky. And so, you know, I'm lucky enough to have Chris and I'm lucky enough to have my wife. I feel like that's my two, you know, that'll be with, with me till the end. And so, you know, everybody else, um... As it sounds bad, but a great way to look at it is they're just like leaves on a tree. You know, trees lose their leaves periodically and they need them and they sustain them while they're on the tree. However, when they lose them, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. And those branches and the, you know, they stay. So, um, yeah, that's that's the eclair for me. Good stuff. Be like uh that girl from Titanic and just let Jack go off the boat. Kick him off. Let him go. <laughs> so my eclair is, uh, man, sometimes you just got to make things right and uh, know when you mess up. And we've said that before. But sometimes I'm saying sorry when you just say I'm sorry. Sometimes uh, you got to do a little bit more than that. Sometimes you have to actually take action steps to make things right. Like uh, it might be you having to earn some trust back. You might have to... Uh, face the consequences of your choices but whenever you mess up at least try to make things right and just because you made the wrong choice doesn't mean that you can't go back and fix it so sometimes you there are situations where the damage is done and there's nothing you can do to fix it um but other than just saying i'm sorry just try to you know make your mistakes right and try to do the right thing and there's always a second chance to do the right thing and a fourth chance and a fifth chance and so you may not be able to have the outcome that uh, you wanted by because of your mistake. And like I said, mistakes have consequences. But make sure you're just making uh, the right choice and going back and fixing your mistakes. But uh, yeah, man, I hey, I didn't even realize that uh, when this episode drops, it's going to be September 11th. I don't think we wanted to like have a negative uh, episode. But, you know, remember September 11th. Yeah, I mean... Um remembering all those who lost their lives and were fallen um but we're not going to make it overly negative you know and um it's amazing that it's been that long already because yeah 
it's it's incredible. But something happy though, one week from when this episode drops, we're gonna have our church rescue animated. Yeah, heck yeah. It's gonna be an animated episode. It's gonna be on TVTrashCan.com. That's TVTrashCan.com. You already know where to go and find us. So yeah. I, I can't wait for that to drop, man. And there's going to be part two and part three. So be on the lookout for that, too. So, yeah, TV Trash Can got... TVTrashCan.com. Man, I don't know if you can tell, but we're both tired. It's been a week. It's been a week. But guess what? We're starting a new week, and we're starting it off fantastic. So, I don't know, man. You got anything else to add? Nope. Just be looking for the video when it drops. I think, uh, are you going to put a countdown on the website? Yeah, I can put a countdown on there. That'll be great. Why not? I'm excited for it, man. But uh, I don't have anything else, so I'm ready to sign off. All right, man, let's do it. Uh, well, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this has been the Dojo.